Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Talk and Smack podcast presented by the Griffcast here at Canisius College. The second weekend of Mac play is in the books, along with a busy Saturday across the the national, uh, across the country of college basketball. My name is Aiden Jolly alongside Adam Borski. Let's do it. play like i said in the intro is in the books we have a three-way tie at the top of the league between marist st peter's and iona marist with the sweep over manhattan held them to 39 points on saturday in the first game st peter's is now three and one after a split against monmouth and iona uh swept rider so they are now three and one at the top of the league Marist is kind of the surprise team up there, I think. Five and one overall, three and one in the league, four and one road record. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, I remember seeing this team uh, in their opening series against Canisius. I was there at the the Friday night game, and um, I I liked – I got to say, I did like seeing – or I did like what I saw. I mean, Michael Cubbage, uh, Raheem Sullivan, certainly probably their top two guys there on that team. Uh, you know, they both were producing offensively. Uh, Hakeem Bird off the bench, the 5'10", uh, I believe he's a freshman, if I'm not mistaken, freshman or sophomore. Um, yeah, freshman, thank you. Uh, I mean, he was coming in and producing loads and loads of offense. I was very, very impressed with that. Um, and, yeah, I mean, like you said, I, I'm not sure many people expected them to be where they are right now, but through, what, four games in the MAC. Three and one. I mean, you can't you can't be uh, can't ask for much more. No, you can't. Um, the game I really wanted to talk about, which uh, I did miss the game on Saturday. Uh, they held Manhattan to thirty nine points. I mean, we know John Dunn as probably the best defensive coach in this league, but I mean that I, it, it's pretty rare that he will hold a team to that few points. They uh, the Jaspers only had one guy in double figures that was anthony nelson with 11 um elijah buchanan had nine um but they still put up 61 points a team bird like you just said had 20 filled up to Sachi 20 points three rebounds four assists three steals uh shot seven of 11 four of six from the from the three-point line this guy might be kind of he might be the best six man in the in the league at this point honestly I mean if he can keep up his game and keep doing what he's doing yeah I mean he like I said I mean he's shorter guy only like 510 5'11 um and I know he wasn't great particularly great defensively uh against Canisius in the game I saw um which I mean it's understandable I mean you know shorter right, guys right. obviously he's, are going to struggle on that end but I mean if if you can come back on the other end and you know Go if you if you give up a bucket on one end, come down the other end and hit a three. I mean, you know, I I think you're uh, you, you'll be okay. Uh, one thing I did want to point out from that game, I was just looking at the uh, some of the box score and the game flow. Uh, Maris held Manhattan scoreless from 18 minutes to go in the second half to 10:39 to go in the second half. That's huge. I, yeah, yes. I mean, they, seven they and a half rough minutes roughly. They held them scoreless. That's that's incredible. Yeah, that that's really impressive. That's not something you really see anymore. The, no. So the scoring, the scoring in the second half, it was, Marist outscored them in the second half, thirty-seven to sixteen. It was a one-point game at the half. So mm-hmm. I mean, Marist 
kicked it into high gear, I'd say, on offense and defense in the second half. Yeah, no kidding. Held Manhattan to 9% from three as well during that game. That's just mm-hmm. another, another little stat I see there. 30, right. 29.5% from the field total. So, it's, yeah, really oh. impressive performance for them. Uh, they go out and then, again, that uh, the second game was earlier this afternoon. They beat Manhattan, again, 72-67 to 67, uh, in overtime. Bird only Hakeem Bird only had seven points in that game, but Ricardo Wright had 18, and Raheem Sullivan had 13 as the two high scorers for the mm. Red Foxes. And that one, Nelson had 23 for Manhattan, and Jason Douglas Stanley had 19 for Manhattan. Mm. So yeah, three I and mean, one for them. They're looking great. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I'm just kind of again box score looking a little bit here. Right. It seems like they've gotten good production from. They, they, they're not playing a lot of guys. They're only really playing maybe, I mean, in seven this overtime eight. game, yeah, I mean, you know, seven, eight, nine guys. But, right, you know, like I said, I mean, you, you kind of expect Michael Cubbage, Raheem Sullivan to be the, the two go-to guys. It doesn't even look like Michael Cubbage played on Saturday, or excuse me, today. Um, So for them to get the game from Ricardo Wright to step up, play 35 minutes, give you 18 and plates of coverage. I mean, that's huge. You know, I mean, I, and I think they're going to continue to need I think, guys yeah, was, to step like, up. Coverage got hurt in the second Canisius game. Gotcha. And did not play this weekend at gotcha. all. So that's what, ha- that's what happened there. I, I, I had to think back to that because he only, he got hurt in like maybe about only 10 minutes into the first game mm-hmm. or the second game. I'm sorry. And he's only, and he has not played since then. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I mean, that's and, and he's, that, and make, that makes those two wins even more impressive. Then, right? I mean, they're they're, they're doing it with best guys. Yeah, he was. I want to say he was their leading scorer last year, or he's the highest scoring return. Yeah, I want to uh, say he's. I'm not mistaken. I just saw that he's leading their leading them this year. If I'm not mistaken, I mean, he probably is. Wrong. And, and I mean, and that includes the game he got hurt in, where he only scored two points. Right. Very true. Very true. Uh, yeah, sure enough, eleven points a game. He's leading there, so leading there Maris. Go. So there you go. Well, there you uh, go. Maris, Shout out the Red Foxes. <laughs> they're doing well. Um, Gotta give credit uh, where it's due. They don't play this weekend because of the Christmas holiday. Canisius might play. We get it. We we'll get into that later. Um, their next game is scheduled New Year's Day against Quinnipiac. So St. Peter's is the next team. Three and one for them after uh, a split with Monmouth uh, this past weekend. Both of the final scores, 78-76. I watched the first game on Friday night. I did not catch the second game. But St. Peter's had chances at the end to win that first game. They Mm -hmm. did. Um, Yeah. It was Doug Eater was really impressive. He had 19 points. Daryl Banks had 15. Um the thing that kind of knocked them, they shot inconsistently a bit during the game, and that kind of did them in. Monmouth was probably a little better uh, shooting-wise. Deion Hammond had a good game. George Pappas had a good game. Um, and, and Monmouth just pulled it out in the end. But St. Peter's, like, they didn't play their best, and they still came within two points, kind of a last possession uh, scenario of winning the game. Right. I mean, I... Uh, their sec- Second game. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Uh, I was just going to say, I mean, it's, you know, in a tight game like that, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, one bounce goes your way, one foul does, you know, mm-hmm. or, you know, foul doesn't get called or somebody misses a free throw or, it, you know, what I mean, it, it, games like that, 
you, you look back to the whole thing, you know what I mean? Like, you know, little things that happened maybe right. five minutes in that, you know, could, could have gone your way, could, you know, might've gone the other way. So, um, I mean, either right. way, you know, it's, it, it, it's a split, you know, Monmouth gets, uh, gets their first win. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, I'd say, I'd say it's, so. you know, pretty evenly matched, you know, all in all. I mean, that's it right. pretty obvious, but. So, yeah. Um, Niagara got the sweep over St. Peter's. We'll go into that one next. Really, really impressive weekend by the Red Foxes, or the Purple Eagles, I'm sorry, after getting swept by St. Peter's in the first weekend. Uh, 68 to 51 on Friday, and then Saturday, 81 to 61. So, mm-hmm. two basically blowout wins for Niagara. And, you know, as we know, Fairfield's not good this year. They fall to one and three, they're one and seven uh, overall. So Fairfield is really, really struggling right now. Mm-hmm. Um, impressive from Marcus Hammond, both games. Um, again, he's probably the most underrated player in this, in this league. I don't know if, I feel like he's starting to probably get a little bit more notoriety, but I don't think he's, you know, one, like one of the top names right now in the league. Yeah. I I think uh, if he can continue to, yeah, I think if he can continue to put up points like this, I mean, I think it's only a matter of time. I mean, I think you and I both kind of, I mean, obviously he, he was, he, 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 Kind of came onto the scene last year, I would say. You know, he mm-hmm. he 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 got his name out there. Had some impressive performances. Um, I think you and I'm pretty sure that we both we 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 had to have talked about him last year on the podcast. Um, yeah, we definitely did. Yeah, so you know, it's well, I, re- I remember two years ago. I remember the the few Niagara games I did because I you know went to a couple Niagara games. Um, two years ago when he was a freshman, he didn't play as many minutes as he has, but I remember being impressed by him. Mm-hmm. in those handful of minutes a game he played. And I, right. and I was kind of like, who is this guy? <laughs> and, you know, since then he's become probably a top five player in the league, honestly. Yeah, yeah. no, very true. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, by them. Yeah, I like his game. I mean, it's hard not to like his game, you know what I mean? I mean, right. he, can, he can go in any night and potentially drop 30, you know what I mean? He's just that right. that impressive of a player, that lethal of a of an offensive player. He, he's gotten a little bigger too, because if, if you remember the past two years, he's kind of been a little skinny, mm-hmm. um, but he, he's beefed up a little bit this year. So I think that that'll make him even better, honestly. Right. Right. Absolutely. Um, I mean, any, anytime you, know, you can add a little size, especially in a, in the physical game, that is basketball. That, that certainly right. will help you. So, and then last up Iona with the sweep against Ryder, Rick Pitino's Gales are now three and one in the league. Oh, uh, man, Rick Patino. <laughs> impressive showing. No kidding. Very impressive showing. So it's so it's still so crazy. I know I say this probably like every podcast, but it's still so crazy <laughs> me and the Rick Patino's on the Mac. Anyways. It is. It is, it is honestly. <laughs> Anyways, actually getting into the games. Uh yeah. Uh I mean, Ryder's another one of those teams where um I we kind of assume that they would be, you know, kind of maybe lower half to middle of the standings right, and right have, have started out pretty slow obviously one and three uh you know it, it was within double digits on uh what was that on saturday the second game but uh we'll leave the uh the first game is a little more yeah 14 yeah point, i, I caught Brianna. i caught most of the first game nelly jr joseph was good isaiah ross was good asante gist was good mm-hmm. um in kind of limited time 
Barrick Jean Louis was good. Um, so, you know, they played well in the first game. I did miss most of the second game, but first game, um, they did play really well. They were impressive on the defensive end as, as well. The only guy they struggled with was a jury Agamino Johnson, um, who had 16 points, five or six shooting eight rebounds. Uh, he shot six or six from the free throw line as well. Mm-hmm. Um, th- he was kind of the only, yeah, but like I said, probably the only guy they struggled with. Right. But otherwise very, very good uh, on the defensive end. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, like I said, I didn't, I wasn't able to catch uh, either of those, but mm-hmm. I do remember like just, you know, going, going way back a bit um, back when they played Seton Hall, I think that was their season opener. Um, yes, it was. In, in that first half, I mean, I was very impressed defensively what they were doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought that they limited Seton Hall. I thought, you know, I was Seton Hall being one of the, you know, being a power five team, being one of the better teams in, in the country for sure. Um, I think, I think if they could continue to, uh, you know, to do what they've been doing from a def- def- defensive point of view, uh mm-hmm. I see no reason why they can't potentially contend. And Oh, I think they absolutely contend. I was saying, I was kind of saying during the summer and I I probably said it on our first show of the year before the season started that I, I think they were, I thought they were going to struggle a little bit Mm -hmm. um, like out of the gate at least, but, you know, kind of again, jump up, be at the top of the league by, you know, mid to late January, early February. Correct. And right. now they're, they're they're in three-way tie at the top four games in. Mm-hmm. Um. So I mean, I I guess I'm I'm surprised by it, but I'm not surprised by it. You know, right? Because I do. Rick, I do get you. Rick Pitino's teams are obviously they're going to be good, and Rick Pitino's teams. I remember Rick Pitino's teams at Louisville had always been really good out of the gate, and that's mm-hmm. what's happening here. Right. So I guess it's not surprising. Right. Gotcha. But yeah, I was, but I was kind of thinking, that. I was kind of thinking so many new guys coming in and a lot of them had never played division one basketball. A lot of, you got a lot of Jukos. You had some freshmen. I, I thought they would struggle a little bit, but they're not. Mm-hmm. So. Right. Very true. Doing better than I thought they would. And then uh, I guess to continue transitioning. Uh, well, I guess, well, I, 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 I think we should mention this. Uh, Still no Siena in action, and still no Quinnipiac in action in the MAC. No, uh, Quinnipiac did play though. They're, right, uh, they have played, but right, Siena obviously has not played a game all year. Quinnipiac yeah, Siena, has had some non-con. But... Siena has been hit with three straight pauses. Mm-hmm. Which um, is <laughs> about as ridiculous as right. You know. I, I, like I think I'm at the point. I was thinking about this the other day. Um. Because I'm, I'm from the area that Siena is, and I know kind of the issues that the area is going through in terms of COVID cases. Like Albany is not they're, – they're struggling a little bit with COVID cases. But the thing is, a lot of these players are basically isolated to campus, mm-hmm. and they're still getting these COVID cases. So I think it's a valid question because, I mean, are – these players following the protocols is the, mm-hmm. is there some kind of weakness or flaw in the school's protocols right that's yeah. what i'm kind of starting to wonder because you know the way i see it is one pause yeah everyone's going to have a pause at some point 
two back-to-back, that's probably just bad luck. When you get to three in a row, it's like, right. okay. Then you, you know? got to start asking questions. Right. I, I mean, I think it's a valid question to be asked. Is there a flaw in their protocol? Is there mm-hmm. something they need to change? Right. I mean, yeah, because... it's, a, it's a good point. I mean, the fact that they will not open their season until 2021 unless right. they somehow manage to squeeze a game in before New Year's, but I don't think that that's going to happen. No, because um, they, they canceled their game. They were supposed to play – Right. So after their second pause, they were supposed to open the season on Tuesday. Right. 26, I believe 20... that, was, that was against Drexel. I believe that oh, game was Oh, right, right. Drexel. Yep, 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 you're right. And then conference game. Saturday, Sunday, um, so the day after Christmas, two days after Christmas, they were supposed to play the two games against Siena. Mm-hmm. And then on the 29th, they were supposed to play, they were supposed to play Drexel again, but play them at home. So they had a non-conference home-and-home scheduled with Drexel. Mm-hmm. So, and and plus the two Canisius games. So all four of those games have been postponed. Right. Um, Drexel is now going to play Iona on the 29th, I believe. Uh, that that uh, just got added either this morning or yesterday. Um, so Drexel is getting some games in. But Canisius has only played – so with this, Canisius has only played two games – and right now they might not play until New Year's. Yeah. Um, this is crazy. I mean, this is like, this is the favorite, the preseason favorite coming into right. the year in the MAC. <laughs> the fa- I guess it's just crazy. It really is crazy. I and, mean, you got, and you got to wonder because, I mean, these guys have for the better part of close to a month and a half now, they've been in quarantine. Mm-hmm. They're not in game shape. It's going to take them a while. Yeah, that, that's the that's the point I was just going to make. Yeah, I mean, even when you come out and you pl- say say everything works out, you guys are good to go, they, they do end up playing Monmouth on the 1st and the 2nd of January. Mm-hmm. What what are they going to look like? You know what I mean? Like you said, I mean, three straight pauses, they're like, you, you know, just to reiterate what you're saying, probably not going to be in game shape. You're no. not going to have any rhythm, I would have to think, in terms of actually like trying to run an offense, trying to run a defense, just because you you have no game experience whatsoever. Right. And you're going to be pretty much a month and a half, almost two months into the season at that point. Right. Um, your opponent will have played games. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, Monmouth, I'm, I'm assuming, will probably have played around four or five by then, Monmouth, I would have well, to think. Well, I don't know. I don't know if you saw this tweet. It was a tweet from uh, Jaden Daly, so I'll uh, I'll give him credit there. Um, it sounds like Canisius is going to play Monmouth on Saturday and Sunday, oh. or at least one game okay. uh, next weekend. That that hasn't been officially that. announced yet, but uh, that's what I that's what I am seeing. Gotcha. So okay, I, I believe that I did the, not hear. I believe the official announcement is expected tomorrow. Although okay. I may be wrong about that. Okay, insider um, stuff. Shout out to so, Mr. Daly. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it'll be about two weeks bef- between uh, games for Canisius and that, because Canisius scheduled to play Monmouth on January 8th and 9th. And I believe Sienna might have been scheduled to be off that week. Oh, okay. So that, that might be what's going on there. Let me pull up Sienna's schedule again. I think you're right. I'm pretty sure that they were. I was just looking at it. Um, 
Yes, they are scheduled to be yeah. off that weekend. So probably Canisius at Siena will probably will happen January 8th and 9th. Right, correct. Okay, yeah, I can, I can definitely see what they're trying to do there, 100%. Right. I'd say so, that that's, I mean, you know, I, it's impossible to have a perfect schedule, obviously, in, in these times, right. but I think and, that and that's probably your best bet at this rate. And, and, you're, and you're, just to reiterate on Siena, are they going to be able, because they are at a point where they probably can't afford to pause again. Right. Especially like if they, if they go out, if they come out here and they play two or four games and you don't, and you already have a game on that scheduled mm-hmm. body and they already have a matchup in the free week in February, you're at the point where you probably can't afford to pause again. No, absolutely not. I mean, if you because do, you got, you got to get to, you got to get to 13 games. Right. I mean, you're at that point, you're, you're, you can't. Yeah. I'm just trying to think like if there's any way, there really isn't any way around it. You cannot afford to pause again because right, if that's another two weeks out, roughly, you know, 10, 14 days, whatever it is now. You're, you're, if, yeah. If you're paused 14 games, bam, that's four games right, right. there. Exactly. You're already and... down. This is not including any games against Canisius. They're down to 18 as of right now. Correct. They can, st- they can still sneak in 20 but they wouldn't have a bye week. Right, right. Has Quinnipiac... Sorry to interrupt you. What were you saying? So they would have to be playing every weekend from New Year's Day out. Right. Every weekend, no bye. Yes. That was my my next question was about Quinnipiac because, I mean, they they haven't played... They haven't opened conference play either yet. Did they... I know they had their games against Manhattan, I think it was. Yeah, Manhattan. They had that postponed. Um, I think they might be another one that's opening on New Year's Day, unless they. I think they are. Yeah. yeah. Right now, it looks like they're they're gonna play Marist. Uh huh. Yeah, Year's I was Day. I was just wondering because I hadn't seen anything about them squeezing any games before or a little after Christmas, like the, this next week or this coming week. So, so yeah, I mean that's that's crazy. Two MAC teams <laughs> opening conference play in January. Right. I mean, it's Sienna is probably going going to be one of the last teams in the country, if not the last to, to open play up game. their season. Yeah. Because we're right now we're looking at January 1st at the earliest. Mm-hmm. Right. True. 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 That. So I That's believe, actually crazy. So this was, so that was announced this past Friday, right? Yeah. This past yes, Friday. I believe so. That was announced. So two weeks from that past Friday is New Year's Day. Well, that's so it's like you got to get crazy. out and play. Like you yeah. have to play right now. Like that is a uh, that is a fact. That is a fact. Man, that's actually so, that's insane to me that 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 is. It might be it might be a scenario with. where they only play eighteen, mm-hmm. and they they physically can't get to twenty unless they play midweek, which is feasible. But then right. you're playing four games in the span of a week, and that's tough. Very true. That is that is very tough, especially conference play. I mean, those are those games always all, tend to be a little yeah, bit more yeah, crazier. Like all of them are big games, you know. Right. Man, and is in quite the conundrum here. Yeah this this is this is some uh, this is definitely some 2020 uh, right 2020 hey, Gary going Gary on. Harris uh, left the program. Oh, he did. I didn't see yes, that either. He did. That was uh, the other day. They announced that the other day. 
Oh, wow. That he is leaving the program and heading back to California. He's from a Los Angeles area and uh, he has left the program. Man. So Sienna's not doing well right yeah, now. Yeah, no, no, no kidding, man. No kidding. Oh, boy. So, anyway. All right. Not great. Not great. <laughs> yeah, no, after that downer of a segment. <laughs> yeah. So getting in the national, first thing uh, we can talk about yesterday afternoon, number one, Gonzaga beats number three, Iowa. That was 99 to 88. Um, it was not as close as that. I mean, Gonzaga was, <laughs> no, up was not. 20 at points. Um, so, so good. Gonzaga's the best team in the country. Uh, yeah. It, I, it, I don't this, think there's this any is the doubt. Season, it's no. Gonzaga versus the field. Yeah. I don't think that there's any doubt about that, to be honest with you. I mean, it, at this rate, I see no reason why they would not have a very good chance to go undefeated. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, we, we can probably start having that conversation. Yeah. I mean, obviously, about, they, they play Virginia, right? They play Virginia. Yeah. That game is next Saturday. I mean, beyond then, that, though, because I don't – unless they, they, they do they, replay the Baylor game or reschedule the Baylor that, game, I should say. I, I'm not sure if that's going to happen now. Yeah, I know. That's you're, starting to, you're starting to run low on time because they mm-hmm. start – they are scheduled – they're going to play Northwestern State tomorrow. They'll that'll probably be, win that, that game that'll, by that'll be a close 50. one. <laughs> <laughs> and then they'll play Virginia. That is on the 26th. That game is in Fort Worth, Texas at Dickey's Arena. And then they'll play Dixie State on the 29th. And then they open conference play on January 2nd against San Francisco. Man. Have I, so, I, I went on my tangent about Dixie State. Didn't I do that already? We did. Okay. We did. All right. I yes. won't do it again then. But Anyways. You, <laughs> it, it was something about like you didn't really know where it was yeah because i thought dixie like state like a, a name like dixie state you think that'd be like on the border of mississippi and alabama or something yeah and it's really like not it's a utah or whatever <laughs> yeah oh man yeah, all right anyways yeah okay yeah I, I will i will um, gloss over the dixie state tangent yeah. this time anywho back to gonzaga G- gonzaga does everything at an elite level yeah. honestly everything like i can't find a flaw in this team that's true and this Honestly. is a scenario where they were coming out of a quarantine. They hadn't played in 17 days. They barely practiced uh, this past week. And then they go out there and they scored 99 points. <laughs> it's absurd, man. It really is. I mean, like... yeah, Iowa Iowa's not the best defensive team in the country. We know that. But I don't think that's a reflection of them. No. Because no, they're doing this against not. everybody. Yeah, I mean, it's not like I like I will put up eighty eight. You know what I mean? Like it's right. not like they I didn't, didn't score enough to win. It's right. like they just couldn't stop them on the other end. Like you know, it's... Iowa had a great offensive game. I mean, Luca Garza did his thing. Joe Weisskamp played really well. Gonzaga just didn't miss shots. Mm-hmm. Right. Like at like at one point in the second half, I think it was early second half or late first half. It was around there. Like they had a they. It was just three after three after three. I'm like, oh my god! Like, are they gonna miss the rest of the game? <laughs> yeah, no kidding, man. Like, Joel, I missed like, this. Joel Yayi had had 18 rebounds, 18. And that's a, that's that's a guard. That is a guard. Yep, 18 rebounds for a guard. He's an 11 five. and 18. That's absurd, man. 
Like, I'm just look like look at this roster. Like, genuinely, they don't have any holes. They don't. They don't. Like, they don't. it's it's it, it's insane. It they really have a is. star. They have a star at every position. Literally, every like, single position, they have a star. It's so it's it's insane, man. It really and Andrew is. Nemhard, who comes off the bench for them, right? He'd be starting on anywhere, any other team, any, anywhere else in the any other team in the country. Literally, any other team in the country, he'd be getting probably thirty to thirty-five plus. I mean, he's still getting thirty minutes a game, but either yeah. way, like he'd be he would be a certified star on any other team in the country. I mean, not right. say he's not a certified star against Zaga, but right. in terms of you know as a starter, um, right? It's you could just tell me, crazy. you could tell me, Jalen Suggs is going to be the player of the year. I'd believe you. Same for Drew Timmy, same for Corey Kispert, same for Iyayi, <laughs> same for Andrew Nemhard. Oh, my goodness gracious. I mean, Luca Garza is going to win player of the year. Right. I mean, I, I think it's really no, almost no contest. He's the best player mm-hmm. in the country. But, I mean, this team, man. Yeah. I mean, my we only... can de- we can definitely have that undefeated conversation. I think. absolutely. I don't see why not. I mean, if they can get past Virginia, they don't play anybody else non-conference wise. No. The the West Coast isn't particularly. It's not. A it's not as good as it. It's not as good as it usually is. Yeah, I mean, because yeah, it's definitely Mary's, a down year for them. St. Mary's is a bit down. St. Mary's is eight and one, but they haven't really played anybody. Right. Yeah. Um, their one loss was to Memphis, who Memphis is not that good. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, BYU is all right, you know, kind of similar to St. Mary's. Right. BYU had a good um, upset win over San Diego State. That game was Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Friday. Yep, that game was on Friday. And then, uh, BYU, I mean, San Francisco is another one. Oh, sorry, go ahead. BYU has, has a decent resume. They have a win over St. John's. They have a win over Utah State. Utah, I mean, this, this, this San Diego State win was the best one. I think BYU could be the team to challenge them mm-hmm. in uh, one of those games. Uh, they play each other February 6th, February 27th. Um, St. Mary's, maybe. Uh, San Francisco. San Francisco challenged them in one of the games last year. It was close until about four or five minutes left in the game. Mm-hmm. So they right. were challenged by them, but uh, Gonzaga ended up coming out with it. Um, San Francisco. You know how I feel about San Francisco. I do. They lost two games in a <laughs> row. I'm sad. Yeah. Um, I thought they were, I thought they were going to play better than they did against Oregon on uh, Thursday night. I watched most of that game, and it resulted in disappointment. So. <laughs> um, hey, they have that one against Virginia that they can never they, that they can, can never yes, be taken that, away. That from is them. true. That is true. Um, yeah. I mean, anyway, going back to. Gonzaga, I think they have a real, real possibility of going undefeated. They won by eleven. They only won by eleven, but like, it was more. It real, I got it was paper, more. It was more it than was eleven. Pro- <laughs> it probably should have been like eighteen or nineteen. Yeah, real. Like seventeen to twenty-one range. It should have mm-hmm. been in there. My um, only, just because, just because Iowa made a little run at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just completely spitballing here, but the only scenario where I could see that this team could be in real trouble is if like two or three starters get in foul trouble early because yeah. obviously you have Nemhard, you have uh, uh who's their other guard Aaron Cook um he, he right. plays some decent good. yeah he's he's another good player um like he comes off the bench gives you you know maybe 15 20 minutes something like that um but beyond that they really don't have a lot of guys in the rotation 
Um, I'm not right. even sure I could really name you um, many hey, other. Omar Bello. Yeah. He usually okay. plays about 10. He's about 10 minutes a game. Oh, that's their uh, – he's the, 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 the center, ain't he? The big guy? Yeah, he's the seven-footer. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, but, I mean, you know what I mean? That's, that's like, my only real – potential doomsday scenario is like say Kispert, Timmy and Suggs all have all getting fouled trouble. Right. Like, like you know, in the half. first, te- yeah. Like first 10, 15 minutes, like right. one has three, the other have like two or three, you know, right. and they, they have to, you know, maybe go a little deeper in their bench and they're comfortable with. That's my right. only they're... thought. You know what I mean? Other than that, like they're, yeah, I, I don't ten... see a weakness. They, they can potentially get in foul trouble. Timmy and Kispert fouled out yesterday mm-hmm. um and Wat- watson had four um but otherwise suggs and ayayi had two nemhard had three right so i i don't they can get into foul trouble in some scenarios but i don't think it's overly likely right yeah exactly i i like i said that's literally like a a once in a blue moon scenario where like right. you know they're three of their five big guys you know are are in foul trouble right. or like an Two, injury or right time. or an injury or something. Yeah, or like one that. of them gets hurt. Well, that's what happened in the West Virginia game. Right, right. It right. was Suggs. Suggs got hurt, missed most of the game. I, I got to be reminded. He ended up playing 26 minutes, but he was out the majority yeah. of the. First I still cannot half. believe that they. Thank God that that injury was not bad. Like that. It oh yeah, my mind be, that because okay. because I re- I remember that and I re- and I, I was watching it. Obviously, I was like, torn Achilles. Yeah. No, I know. Because, when I, mean, I saw can... the highlight, I was like, dude, he's not putting any weight on that. Like there's right. no way he's okay. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. You, know, you know, I was being, I was being the couch doctor and try, <laughs> trying to, uh, Armchair doctor, trying to yeah. diagnose like the second it happens. <laughs> I ended up being wrong. So yeah. I'm, I'm glad I think, I I think a lot of people were wrong. Uh, <laughs> Don't worry. You're good. That scenario. Um, so transitioning, uh, another game on Saturday that I was expecting to be closer, but was not. Wisconsin throttles Louisville. Yeah, that was, uh, at yeah. the Cole Center, eighty-five to forty-eight. It was forty-four to eighteen at the half. Yeah, that was that was that was not close at any. It was close at about zero-zero. That was probably the yeah. closest that that game ever was. That was a complete, complete very domination surprising. from Wisconsin. I was very surprised by that. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, can, on the other hand, I mean. Shout out to Wisconsin. I mean, that's a heck of a showing. Yes, you know, it is. I mean, that's in terms of a resume builder. Not that they, not that they probably need a resume builder. I'm, I'm assuming right. that they should get in, bearing a collapse. But right. I mean, that's that's a that's a hey, you know, we're we're a good team. Like we're here to play type win. Right. You know, I wouldn't be shocked if Wisconsin cracks the top ten tomorrow. I know, no, I mean either after a showing because like that, I don't see why Creighton, not. Creighton, Creighton got upset by Marquette on Monday night and they weren't overly impressive against UConn this afternoon. They won by two. Mm-hmm. So I'd assume Creighton will fall a couple spots. Creighton will fall to probably like 13 ish or 14. Um, Wisconsin still has Texas ahead of them, which Texas had two wins this week, Sam Houston state and Oklahoma state. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll probably move up a spot or two. Um Otherwise, I kind of see the top 25 saying the same. So maybe Wisconsin moves up to like 10 or 11. Right. They're 12 right now. Marquette is such a weird team. They Marquette beat, is a weird they team. They beat I love Wisconsin. John, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, remember, I saw you tweet about him the other night. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, you beat Wisconsin. You beat Creighton. 
and then you lose like all the other like evenly like i would say roughly evenly matched games you know what i mean right i mean oklahoma state that's a toughie um at ucla i would think that that's winnable seton hall is a winnable xavier i mean they're still undefeated if i'm not mistaken yes they um, are. that game well did you see how that game ended I did not. I don't believe With what the, happened. The buzzer beater from Adam Kunkel. Oh yes, yes, he, yes. He hit yes, the yes, he yes, hit yes, the yes, buzzer yes, beater yes. at the at the yes. uh, three. Yes, I uh, did to see win that. it for them. Yes, good shot. Uh, Twenty-two points off the bench for him. Really, really impressive. Yeah, no kidding. Xavier, Xavier's eight and zero. That's crazy, man. They're eight and zero. Yeah, who would have yeah, thought that? Like, <laughs> not me. <laughs> one of the last, not me. <laughs> the last undefeated teams in the country is Xavier. Yeah, no kidding. Well, uh, yeah, I mean. They got they got a uh, they got some tests coming up here at Creighton they Villanova do. next two games so so I think that, yeah perhaps we'll perhaps see, we'll that undefeated just how good streak they are yeah perhaps that undefeated streak will come to an end on uh on Wednesday yeah but yeah eight no wins over went went over a Cincinnati went over Oklahoma went over Marquette like we just said uh they had the overtime win against Eastern Kentucky which that was weird yeah uh, but that like. Yeah, because I was saying at the beginning of the year, they're like, oh, like they're, you know, they're winning these games and they're staying undefeated. But like they beat Bradley by one. They beat Toledo by three. They beat Eastern Kentucky by three. Yeah, right. Very true. Then they go out and beat Oklahoma by 22. (laughs) So that that, that is a weird, that's a weird group. I still remember like, yeah, true. I think they were the first game. I think it was like Oakland Xavier was like the first game. I'm pretty yes, sure that it was. was. Yeah, it was. that was like the first game that like, was like nationally televised. I remember watching it and I was like, is Xavier the best team in the country? Like, it, was is, like this... it was like a, it, was, it was like 32 <laughs> to 4 or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, man, Xavier, okay. That's bad. Paul Scruggs has developed into a, a superstar for them. Mm-hmm. Really good. 29 points today. Uh, Nate Johnson is good for them. Zach Fremantle is good for them. Kunkel is great off the bench. Uh, this this was he doesn't play a lot of minutes. He had twenty two points in seventeen minutes today. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, if they realistically, if they can pull one out against Creighton or Villanova, like if they can just win one of those, I would have to think that they'll be ranked, if not ranked this week. I mean, well, I, I think it'll be close. Yeah, it will be close because they really haven't played. I mean, they played right. like Oklahoma's a good win, Cincinnati's a good win, but like you said, like. They and really they, they had a played. short, they had a kind of a short pause too. They went 11 uh-huh. days without playing. Right. True, true, true. Um, yeah, they just really haven't, you know, they haven't had like that big signature win. Yet. No, they, they don't have I mean? the signature win yet. They can get it on Wednesday. 100%. But they don't have it yet. Right. No, I, I still eight. No impressive for Xavier. Um, Shout out to Xavier. <laughs> we weren't planning on talking about Xavier, but no, we, we were not, but so, that's we, okay. we gave them their due. hundred percent gave them their due. We did. Um, next up, I got Kansas beating Texas Tech. Um, yeah, that was a that was another tight one. It was that game. was on Thursday, mm-hmm. one point game. Yeah, I did watch most of that game. Mac McClung was good. Um, who I was surprised by because I didn't, I hadn't seen him too much. Was Terrence Shannon? He had a twenty point night. Um, you know, the thing that this did Texas in was they or Texas Tech in was that they shot six for 23. Right. Three. Uh, they struggled at the free throw line, 11 of 18, just inconsistent shooting by them. Um, Kansas was good or it was kind of sloppy. Kansas was not great on the offensive end, but they did, they did just enough on the defensive end. Right. Um, Ochea Baji is potentially turning into that guy 
for Kansas. Right, right. We've had that conversation before. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're going to, like you said, they're going to need, they're going to need to find that one guy. You know what I mean? Like that. Cause like realistically right now they have a lot of, they have like maybe two or three, like number two guys, you know right. what I mean? They really need that one guy to step up and say, I'm the leader of this team. You know, you, you need like your mm-hmm. Devon, your Devon Dotson, you need your, uh, 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 why am I blanking? Perry Mason? No, not, no, not Perry Mason. Perry Ellis. Perry Ellis. Yeah. Um, wh- why am I blanking Mason? Who? Frank Mason. Frank Mason. Thank you. I cannot believe I cannot remember that kid's name. Um, yeah, like they, they need, they need that one guy to step up. I think, I think if they can do that, I think about Abaji can be that guy. Um, I think that that will certainly aid them. You know what I mean? Right. Um, you know, like you said, 23 points. Very, yeah. Adoka as a bookie too can be that. Right. Adoka. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yep. hundred percent. I was, that was the other guy. I was probably, I was probably, but yeah, they, they, I agree with that, that they have like three number two guys. Mm-hmm. They don't have a one. Yeah. Akbaji, I think Akbaji could end up being that one. I kind of look at his, you know, game totals. The thing that sticks out for me is the donut against Creighton. Mm. Did not score in 24 minutes. Right. That's true. what sticks out to me. Very but true. I mean, otherwise he's had good games, but like you can't have your number one guy going out there, you know, he might have two games like that and not score at all. Yeah, right. Like literally have no points. That can't happen. That just can't happen. <laughs> Very true. But Very otherwise, true. he's done well. Yeah. So I think so too. Uh, that's a good win for Kansas. I mean, that was one. They they have a very. I'm pretty sure, right? They have that tough stretch here. Uh, you know, Texas Tech, West Virginia, and then Texas after that. So, um, right, because we just talked kicked about that, that off last, with a win. We talked about that last week. Yeah. yeah. That if they can go two and one in that stretch, that's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, just kick that off, take that off with a win, which probably Texas Tech was honestly the game that I thought they were going to lose. Yeah. Um, I mean, now that now that West that was Virginia's the one playing, game. yeah, right, true. I mean, West Virginia's playing better. Texas is playing well. Um, you know, certainly not out of the woods yet, but uh, it's good to good to start that tough stretch on a win. West Virginia struggled against Iowa State on Friday. Mm-hmm. I, I caught most of that game. Um, Seventy to sixty-five, not impressive from West Virginia. Another ugly one. Anyway, um, yeah, didn't look great. Um, Kentucky, man, we talk about them, oh, these guys. We at, we're we're at the oh, point. Oh no, we're at the point. We're oh, we're talking no. about how bad these guys are every week. Oh, every week. Did you see that picture on Twitter of John Calipari during yes, his post game interview? <laughs> that man looked uh, like a. <laughs> Man, it looks I saw, like he's been it, going through like his second divorce. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I saw the thing. It's uh, I saw a couple good caption that. The first one was, um, it's like 2020 represented in a photo. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually true. That's the other one accurate. was it was um, like John Calipari looks like he's aged 10 years during this season. <laughs> it's true, man. He looked like he just looked done, man. I mean, that was a great. I don't know who took that screenshot, but shout out to you because that was that was that was gold. Yes, it but, was. Yeah, they're it's just there's a, bad, there's a man. Problem with Kentucky, that Notre Dame, the game against Notre Dame last week, mm-hmm. and I said because they they were down like twenty or whatever it was, and they came all the way back, almost won the game, lost by one. They didn't hit a shot at the buzzer, and I was like, okay, like Kentucky is growing up a little bit. That's a loss, but you can take some positives out of that. Sorry, yeah, and. 
so and then they they come out. I watched the first half and they played UNC yesterday. They're up four at the half and you know they played well. They played well in the first half and I was like, okay, like okay, they're carrying this over. I I, I was gonna say I think I tweeted about it. They're carrying these positives over from the Notre Dame game. And then they come out in the second half and lay an egg wounds by 12. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I watched, I watched it, a chunk of that second half. That was that's the problem. That's their problem right now. They can't put a full 40 minutes together. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, what, what was the stat you said? 1926. Yeah. The last time Kentucky was one in five was 1926. They went three and 13 that year. <laughs> it was back when they weren't playing oh, a lot of games. God, that is, that is insane, man. 1926. I mean, yeah, like, like I said last week, Davion Mintz has been okay. Brandon Boston has not been as advertised. Terrence Clark has not been as advertised. Terrence Clark struggled mightily yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, Olivier Sar really hasn't been that that you know upperclassman no, leader no. that they hoped for either. I, I you know what that's I mean? the thing. He, the problem with him is he's either going to give you 20 points or he's going to give you four. You can't rely it's pretty, on. Yeah, it's true. Very inconsistent. He's very inconsistent. And I mean, they're he, at kind they're of, at Louisville kind of, next too, man. Oh my gosh. He was kind of he was kind of relying on. He was kind of like that at Wake Forest. Yeah. Inconsistent. So. I mean, that's the problem with them. So. Yeah. Nineteen twenty-six at Louisville next, man. That's that's a tough one. So oh man! But that's potentially one in six. I know that game's not until Saturday. They, they right. have the Christmas week off, and then they start SEC play. Oh, Thankfully, their first the first handful of games in the SEC are not too challenging. South Carolina, Mississippi State, and Vanderbilt is the first three. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's not too challenging. Maybe they can grab a win or two there. I mean, they're but gonna they're gonna need to. <laughs> right, they're gonna like, need to. Oh, if gosh. they don't do well in conference play, they're going to be out. Yeah. I mean, I right now, right now, I have my number in my head. Uh, so I want to, I want to know your number. What is your percentage number that Kentucky makes a tournament? Because I know my number, like right now, what percent <sighs> chance do they have making the tournament? I will say, I'll give them a little love and I'll say 55%. I'll say a okay. little bit better than half. I, I, I'm lower than that. I'm at about 30%. Wow. Yeah. I think they, I mean, and, and I can't, I can't fault, I can't fault them. you for that either. Like, right. They have shown nothing to prove to me that they are worthy of making the tournament up to this point, at least. They're one win. They have one win. It was against yeah. Moorhead State. <laughs> They lost oh, to Richmond. They lost to Kansas, which I, I can forgive a loss to Kansas. They lose to Georgia Tech. They get they get blown out by Virginia or not Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech. Yeah, that's lose to Notre Dame. Lose by double digits to North Carolina. This shouldn't be happening to a team like no. Kentucky. No, it's no it's and not. I think it's really showing the flaws in John Calipari's recruiting style because he goes out and he gets all these guys who haven't played college basketball before. Yeah. I mean, and... he's rolling out freshman after freshman after freshman after freshman. And right. they're get, talented get... players. It's not like they're bad players. They're... It's no, just, but you can't no. expect to win that way. Right. Because Kentucky t- does tend to struggle at the beginning of the year. 
this this is much worse. This might be Calipari's worst team at Kentucky. Yeah. Honestly, I, I'm I'm at that point. Right. I mean, and, and I think that's another thing where it's like it may sound extreme, but I mean, I can't I can't disagree with you. You know what I mean? Right. It's it's not good. I mean, because you got to kind of wonder if he's gonna like like I just said, like, is he gonna look at this year and say like, okay, like, how can I change this? Because this is this is I don't want to say it's an every year thing, but. You know, Kentucky tends to panic at the beginning of the year every year. Mm-hmm. Right. Usually yeah, they I don't end really up... remember the last time that they really, I mean, maybe the year that they almost went undefeated. I mean, obviously they had a good, I mean, they had. Well, a yeah, really I was, was going to say, it was, what was that, 2015? I think, I think it was about so. 2015. I think was. so, 2014, 15. Yes, that sounds right. Yeah. And, I mean, they're, they're, they had freshmen that year that was the year with i think that was the hair was that the harrison twins? that was the harrison twins uh that was carl anthony towns it was that Devin was booker Kat. willie collie yep. stein trey lyles dakari johnson Man, that, was, that a, was a good team that was a damn good team Looking um back on it but harrison brothers were sophomores willie collie stein was a junior Alex Poitras was a junior. Alex Poitras. That's a name I've not heard in a long time. Holy cow. Yeah, yeah right. Um, so he was, what did we say? He was a junior that year. He didn't play much. He, he only played eight games because he was hurt most of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's the thing. The, the only, because it was about half and half with freshmen and non-freshmen. Right. So... It wasn't like th- – because this is four freshmen and a senior. Literally. <laughs> Literally four, four freshmen. Four freshmen like... and a senior. And, it, and it's a senior who's a transfer. Not only a transfer is not – and it is also not playing particularly well. Like you said, right. just very, very inconsistent. Right. So, so Kentucky, I mean... Kentucky played 10 guys yesterday. Kentucky plays about 10 guys. I'll say of the 10 – that played yesterday, not one was on the team last year. Not one. Yeah, that, that's just that's just insane. That was Mintz, Boston, Clark, Jackson, Sar was their starting lineup. Then the bench was Askew, Jacob Toppin, Lance Ware, Deontay Allen, and Cameron Fletcher. Wow, that's crazy. I mean, and that just goes back to Calipari and just, you know, just his recruiting that's method, how fresh, he brings guys yeah. in, his teams that he builds, like – you have to think that the formula might have to change a little bit, especially if they continue after, you know, continue on this pace throughout the rest of the year. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to, I'm, I'm now curious in like how he's going to recruit for next year. Obviously you don't want to throw in the towel already because mm-hmm. I think, I think they do have a chance of putting it around an sec play. I think there's a pretty decent chance they will. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this, this is, this is probably the most surprised I've been over Kentucky not doing well, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah, me too. Honestly, so. me too. I mean, it's it's they're a blue blood, you know what I mean? It's one of those teams where it's like every year they're like, all right, tournament team, even if they make it as like a four or five seed, they could probably make right. a run, you know what I mean? Like that's just right. that you do, that's Kentucky. Um, and to see them at this low of a point is just it's pretty crazy. Right. It really is. Um, I have a couple things from today. I want to talk about as well. Uh, Rutgers 
beat Illinois. They did. Hell of a game from Rutgers. Yeah, no kidding, man. Oh. Rutgers basketball. How about six it? and oh. <laughs> They're six and Illinois. You're you're uh Align are five and three. I know, here. man. I know. I don't know what the heck's like. I I've said this before. Two of their three, two of their three losses are forgivable, and I'd I'd even make an argument that all three of them are forgivable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Baylor. Yeah, they lost to Baylor. Kind of everyone expected them to lose that game. Missouri, yeah, happens. Rutgers, yeah, you can probably you can probably forgive that. Right. I mean, that is the one thing, like you said. Yeah. I mean, their Rutgers losses. Doesn't, Rutgers doesn't lose at home either. True. Very so, true. You know. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. Like you said, those are the kind of losses where it's like you're at least at least like you said, at least they're good losses. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, you know, for and sure. I, and but, I said, and I said on the podcast last week. Because we recorded that after they beat Syracuse. And I was like, okay, like, because I remember saying two weeks ago, these next three games are going to be telling. Mm-hmm. They won all three of them. Yeah. Rockers. So, Rockers basketball. Um, Ron, Ron Harper, Harper, I'm going to say, uh, jinx. Ron, Ron he Harper has is elevated a himself to a superstar level. He is a He is a superstar yeah, bona fide superstar. He is unbelievable to watch, man. Like if he can continue to keep this up, I think the sky could be the limit for records. Like I think I'm talking I think like right, I think right now we're talking about a top ten team. Yeah. I don't see why I, not, man. I like think I think this is this is definitely at least at the I, I think their ceiling could be two seed realistically. I like, think I, I tend to agree with that, especially if they can do well and because the Big Ten is a gauntlet. The Big Ten is has been a gauntlet for a couple years now and will continue to be this year. Because mm-hmm. they have because you got Iowa, Michigan State, Wisconsin, Iowa or Ohio State, Rutgers, Michigan, Illinois, Purdue is good. Indiana is okay. They, I mean, this the Big Ten was probably gonna send nine or ten teams to the tournament last year. I think they could send nine or ten. Yeah. No, I mean, you look, you read down the list, like you were just saying. I mean, I don't see why not. Speaking of Big Ten, uh, I'm, I'm assuming you probably saw this, but uh, Northwestern is up 10 on Michigan State right now with about 15 minutes to play. Yes, I, I'm looking at that right now. Yeah. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, very interesting. interesting. Yeah, second half just started in that game. It's 50 to 40 on uh, oh, Northwestern right now. Uh, Boo Booey, uh, great name. He's from Albany. He's from, I saw him. Yeah, I saw him play in high school a couple times. Oh, dang. That's um, cool. Yeah, went to – I think it was Troy High School he went to. Oh, wow. Shout and, out to uh, Troy. 19... Isn't Troy like that huge – like that really big high school, if I'm not mistaken? Don't they have a – No, they have no, a... no, no, no. That's, uh, that's Shenandoah. Oh, that's – okay. Shenandoah is the one, one with like 2,500 kids. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah. I knew they I, – I can't remember. I couldn't remember which one it was. I knew it was one Shenandoah. Um, yeah, he went to Troy High School. Troy is like right next to Albany. Okay. Gotcha. We talked about Troy the other day, a uh, couple podcasts ago. <laughs> when i was when i was taking my brother to that oh uh, yeah the that iconic story <laughs> what a story that was uh yeah uh yeah northwestern up 10 on michigan state right now um obviously that game is you know still going i'm not going to give a full recap on that yet uh malik hall currently has 10 points josh langford has nine hmm. uh for them right now and anyways but back to what you were saying about the big 10 uh i guess kind of related to the northwestern game 
this is a kind of the thing that could happen like day in and day out in the big 10. I mean, it could, there could be cannibalism pretty much every single, you know, game night, you know, because like, like you said, from top to bottom, there are so many, there are a couple great teams and there are so many good, good teams. Minnesota is, uh, is better than expected too. They play uh, that game's about to start in about 15 minutes here. St. Louis in Minnesota. Oh, I love the Billikens, by the way. Yeah, about to say, um, I know a lot of people are high in Minnesota. Or excuse me, I think I think they could be like, I don't know if they can be Dayton good, but they can be close to that. I think, especially mm-hmm. if they can beat Minnesota. They had an they had an impressive win against NC State on Thursday night. Um, really, really liking how they look. Nice. Um, that'll be a game that I'll I'll turn on uh, after we finish recording, and I'll watch <laughs> that one. Um. Uh, oh, oh, uh, before we go, uh, shout out to UConn first big East game since 2013. Yes. Um, let's go. UConn has not won a big East game since 2013. I just want to throw that out there. (laughs) 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 Suckers. It's not that six OT game though. Never forget. It was, yeah, I, 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 people, you know, obviously the big East from the eighties is, you know, the one, but (laughs) I like the Big East of the late 2000s. I yeah, did. man, why not? Like, it was entertaining, man. It was entertaining it was. basketball. It was. Oh, man. Uh, so, shout out. UCon- UConn should be in the ACC. I know some schools don't like it because UConn is a public school. The rest are privates. But it's where UConn belongs. It was always weird that they were in the American. And Yeah, I know. That's a fact. That was always I, I never liked unusual. that. Um. Anyway, they're back in the ACC. They're back where they belong. They're three and one now, um, and they will play DePaul on Wednesday night. Beautiful. Um, quick upsets: BYU beat San Diego State. Uh, we talked about that one on Thursday. We did talk about Marquette Creighton uh, late last night. UCF beat Florida State. Uh, good win for Johnny Dawkins' squad. Yeah, no doubt. Um, the the American is kind of a weird league but <laughs> we just said the american was a weird league yeah pretty um, much. there's only probably one team that should feel good about its at-large chances and that's houston yeah and you can make the argument for smu they're five and oh um yeah i'll, I'll wait to see I, what I, smu does in conference play though i mean if they right. really i'm not sure who they really east carolina play, but... six and one shout out to the pirates hey you got a shout out my, to cousin, my cousin my cousin went to eastern carolina oh, shout out to eastern carolina i didn't know that yeah uh, yeah, shout out the Pirates for six and one. They just lost to SMU on Wednesday night, uh, but otherwise they beat Charlotte, they beat Radford, they beat James Madison as uh, three of their six wins. Hmm. So shout out to them. Um, big games this week. I was about to say this prediction time. I suppose so we can look at Tuesday night. West Virginia and Kansas face off at nine o'clock at Allen Fieldhouse. All right. Well. Well, uh, I don't know, man. I I said I said last week that Kansas is going to go two and one in the stretch. I really thought they were going to lose to Texas Tech, and that did not happen. So right. now I need to determine: do I switch my prediction and say no, no, no? They're going to go three and zero oh, because I, I I I like them against Texas for some reason. I don't know why, but I just like them against Texas. 
Right. You know what? I am. I think I like him against West Virginia for the sole reason what you were mentioning earlier is that West Virginia did not look good against Iowa State. Right. Yeah, I, I can I go. With, not, you know uh, what? I'm going to go with West Virginia. I think they have a bounce back game. And I beautiful. think they pull off a semi upset at Allen <laughs> Um Wednesday, we'll go with Rutgers and Ohio State uh, at Value City Arena in Columbus. Uh, give me. Give me I'm gonna Rutgers, roll Ohio man. State. You're I'm Ohio, Ohio State? State. All right, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna roll Rutgers. I'm Rutgers, gonna say... Rutgers does tend to struggle on the road, mm-hmm. so that's why I'm gonna go with them. Fair enough. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go Rutgers. I'll say, I'll, I'll even I'll even throw in a, a, an extra little one. I'll say Ron Har- Ron Harper drops 26 on the dot. Okay. <laughs> so that's your. If I'm right one. on that, I will certainly be bragging about it next week. <laughs> Uh, next one, a Christmas Day matchup, the rare Christmas Day matchup in college basketball. Usually uh, Christmas Day is about the NBA. Usually I tend to watch the NBA on Christmas Day, but I'll definitely be watching this one. Wisconsin and Michigan State. Hmm. I'm going to roll the Spartans. I think I am too. I think I yeah. am too. Also, speaking of which, just uh, another update, Northwestern's now up 19 on Michigan State. Jeez. Okay, so. Michigan State will probably end up falling a bit. Yeah. Honestly, that, Wisconsin, Wisconsin might be higher than Michigan State. Unless that they, uh, might here. end up – no, that I was going to say that it might end up with top three Houston, but Kansas will be ahead of Houston. Yeah. I would think. Probably. Anyway. Yeah, I'll say, I'll say Michigan State as well. I'll roll with the Spartans. Yeah. And then the last one on Saturday will go with Gonzaga, Virginia. I think this is relatively easy. Uh, this game, like we said, is at Dickey's Arena in Fort Worth. I'm going with Gonzaga. Yeah, I, I, I I'm not going to. I think I think it would be. I, I think I think it's going to be interesting to see how the Virginia defense lines up against that, you know, offensive firepower that, like we've said, is right. Gonzaga. But I just think the Gonzaga offense is going to be way, way, way too much for that. Yeah, I, I I am 100% in agreement there. Although I will say this this would be the kind of weird Virginia game that they would somehow win. I got I, I think do, I do got to throw that out there. This has this I, I does think, kind of have a weird Virginia game vibe does. to it. But you know what? It I does. do think Gonzaga. I do think Gonzaga pulls it. I, I, I think, think you, I, I think I, you'd be crazy I'd, to not pick Gonzaga. I'd give Gonzaga about an 85% chance. To yeah. Win. No, 85%. Yeah, and then there's Just that 15% of Virginia weirdness that it's always in play. But right, yes, I will roll Gonzaga as well. UMBC. Uh, <laughs> UMBC. Oh, man. Hey, UMBC, they got 5-2 Darnell Rogers. Oh, oh yeah. I see I saw some of his uh some of his highlights on Twitter recently. That was that was I, I enjoyed those. So shout out to shout out to him. A lot of fun. He had 14 state, he had 14 points yesterday against uh Albany. Oh man! Back on uh, December eighth, he had sixteen and eight. <laughs> That's eight rebounds. That dude's Holy five two. He's got cow. eight rebounds against Delaware. That's crazy, man. Ah. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome, dude. I that made, honestly, that maybe makes me have to tune into a UMBC game solely to watch. Him I play. remember because I remember because Rogers used to be on a. Uh, it was FGCU. He used to be on, and I saw. I think it was during the seventh. Yeah, it was just during the seventeen eighteen season. Um. I saw FGCU play at Siena and Darnell Rogers got in the game for like the last, cause it was a blowout and mm-hmm. Darnell got in the game for like the last five minutes. It was sick. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, who awesome. is this guy? Like who is this? <laughs> I put nothing. 
Oh my gosh. And uh, he got in the game. I don't remember if he scored or not, but anyway. (laughs) So so we'll wrap it up on that note. Um, That'll be it for this week's edition of the Talking Smack podcast. Uh, We hope you have a Merry Christmas and yes. happy holidays throughout Merry the year. Christmas, Christmas y'all. is on Friday. Santa Claus is um, coming to town, kids. He is. He is. <laughs> um, so, so our next episode will be after Christmas, probably, yeah, on the 27th next week. So my name is Aiden Jolly alongside Adam Gorski. Good night. <laughs>